You are listening to episode number 25 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. What's up, entrepreneurs? This is Gordon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode number 25. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on this scenario that I'm about to present. And it goes like this. Have you ever heard of a person or read about a person who just packed up their bags one day, bought a one-way ticket or hopped in their car to drive well, with intentions of driving one way to a destination you know that's pretty far away and not coming back so you know the thought is that they would they would hop on the plane or they'd get in their car and they would commute to this distant destination with the intent of basically starting over new lifestyle new job or new business uh, new circle of, of family and friends or new circle of friends a new new social circle and starting a new life essentially um, that is is the type of scenario that reveals a lot of feelings in certain people. Um, a lot of people get jealous and a little bit envious of, of being able to do that kind of thing. And hearing stories like that almost makes it almost makes you feel uh, like, like there's a, there's a freeing, a medicinal freeing type of component to it. And so, you know, it's really cool. It's inspiring. It's motivating to hear stories like that, especially when that person who left goes on to do great things and be massively successful and just really, really reach their uh, almost oversaturated levels of fulfillment. And it's, it's really cool. I personally, um, I get a lot out of hearing stories like that when people make a big life change and it just leads them to pure happiness. So today's guest is a woman named Michelle Dale, and she is a person who did exactly that. She bought a one-way ticket from the UK all the way to Egypt. And she did that with intentions of, uh, just kind of basically starting over. She wanted to get rid of her corporate finance job, her nine to five, and she wanted to start something that was her own. And she didn't know what it was at the time, but she kind of took the plunge anyway. And she built her lifestyle first by doing this and then built the business around that lifestyle. And she's big on that. And she does break that down and unpack that in the interview, which is awesome. And I think a lot of people are going to get a ton of value out of that. She also is a mother of three and she's married and her and her husband and her three kids, they pick their kids up and they take them around the world continuously year round. And she takes pride in showing her kids the world and exposing them to different cultures and basically showing them the entire world by the time they are you know, teenagers. So it's a really interesting, very inspiring story. And she also talks about the business that she runs, which is a company called Virtual Miss Friday. And it's a pretty interesting and unique virtual assistant company. And she uh, breaks that down as well and gets into what the company is all about and how she started it, why she started it, and what some of the things uh, she is doing to continue to make it so successful year in and year out. So with that, allow me to introduce to you, Michelle Dale. So first of all, 
Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and calling all the way from Greece for this interview. Um, I want to talk about everything you've been up to, Virtual Miss Friday and all the other cool stuff that you do. But before we get into all that stuff, why don't you take a couple minutes and tell everybody you know, who you are and what has you excited right now? Oh, absolutely. Gordon, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's so lovely to be able to chat with you and to also <laughs> chat to this um, audience that are listening right now. So for me, I mean, basically, I'm uh, a kind of girl who set out on my own. I was 23 years old and I decided um, this was in 2005 that I was going to start a bachelor's assistant business and it came from my love of traveling and I didn't really travel very much and then one day I just decided that I was going to book a one-way ticket and leave the UK and just go on an adventure. So in terms of what excites me, certainly that type of thing does, you know, travel and adventure. But now what I do is I team that up with my business because it grew from just me as a virtual assistant into hiring a team. We've got more than 20 on our team now. It's, it's way up there. And um, basically, I now am very passionate about not just um, working with clients and helping them grow their businesses, but also teaching other people how to do this, how to have this kind of freedom. Um, and that's really exciting for me right now because I've developed a, a kind of outsourcing service called One Sourcing, which is kind of taking off with a lot of digital entrepreneurs. And that's where it's at for me right now. It's just helping the community and helping people grow their businesses. Wow. Okay. That's, that's awesome. I have so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, you bought a one-way ticket from the UK to where? Egypt. Egypt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, just out of plain curiosity, why Egypt? Well, I will tell you, I went on holiday the year before, the year before I had this like, you know, life change. Um, and I went on holiday to Egypt and I remember thinking to myself um, when I was there, how amazing it was, how different I felt, you know, from I came from the UK from, a, a you know, a typical nine to five with a lot of overtime. And it was, you know, a very demanding, responsible kind of job. I would get up in the dark in the winters and I'd get home in the dark, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it would just be like what this cycle of work, work, work. And I went to Egypt. I've been on holiday to a lot of different places, but Egypt had something special for me. I felt very relaxed. I felt very calm. I realized it was so cheap to live there. The sun was always shining. So a year, it was about a year later when I decided that I was going to quit my job, sell my home and, and just kind of go off and, you know, find something different for myself. And I thought, where would be a good place to start? And I just thought Egypt because I just loved it there so much. It was cheap. I knew I wouldn't be working, so I wouldn't have an income. Um, and it would give me that time to kind of process life a little bit and figure out what I wanted to do. Oh, man, that is so cool. That's so cool. Uh, okay, so uh, so VA, right, the virtual assistant. So you, you ended up in Egypt, and you wanted to have this kind of freedom to travel around and do this. Uh, why VA work? Um, you know, obviously you have the freedom, but uh, to do the VA work and what, what about that is exciting to you and what kind of stuff were you doing as a VA? Okay. So for me, basically the, the the lifestyle choice came before a VA. So, I mean, it was like I arrived in Egypt and I, and I knew, I only knew one thing when I arrived there and that was, I don't want to go back to England and then I was like, how am I going to be able to make money and actually continue this traveling thing? And back in 2005, you know, it wasn't really 
um, too kind of, it wasn't really too out there about working online and doing this kind of thing. You know, nobody was really doing it. Nobody oh, was yeah, really sure. being nomadic, <laughs> you know. It's like when I told everyone I was leaving and doing this, everyone thought I was crazy. You know, like, how are you going to earn money? And I, and I really didn't know myself. But now it's a lot more acceptable, you know. There's a lot more people doing it. Back then it wasn't. So I had to really research online and kind of come up with some ideas of things I could potentially do. And I started selling Egyptian rugs on eBay. That was one of the things I thought I could do. And, um, you know, I started researching and looking online at bloggers and entrepreneurs. And then I found Yaristarik and I saw that he was, you know, making money online using the internet in a very entrepreneurial way. And I, you know, blogging came up and things like that. But, you know, really at that time, it wasn't for me because I was just like, I don't have these skills. I'm not out there like these people. And then I thought, what can I do? And then it came up that I was really good at supporting people. I was doing office work. I was working in finance. So I knew I was like, how can I take my cubicle and bring it into a business and, and do it online? And that's how virtual assistants came up. And I thought I could be able to basically do what I was doing, but try and do it more in an in internet remote capacity. Um, and that's basically where the idea came from and where it started. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you, I think you mentioned there your, your nine to five job that you had prior that was in finance. Yeah, it was in finance. It was an office job. Um, I basically worked in banking for a number of years. And then I went in to work for an independent financial advisor firm in an office, um, managing everything. And that that's basically my background. Uh, before then, I was doing all sorts of things, you know, like I was cleaning surgical instruments in hospitals. I was waitressing. I was, you know, I mean, like every a bizarre job you can think of. I did it until I started in banking, and then it became very boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So you. So it's safe to say then that you have. You really don't have any formal. Um, I don't know if this exists, but you don't have any formal education in creating. I, I left school when I was 16 years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a real kind of university of life type person because I left home as well when I was 16. So for me, it was just being thrust into life and trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later too, but do you feel that that's something that anybody can do, that they can they can pursue a, a, a an online business model of some sort like VA or maybe something else that and, and not and not have you know going into that without any real prior education or anything it's yeah I mean the, the factor in this is not education it's discipline and it's determination you know if you have those two things where you know when you set yourself a goal and you put yourself on a path you just don't waver you go for it then really anybody could do this. I mean, it is so true. But, you know, not anybody can do it if they're thinking that, you know, it's going to be easy or it's going to come, you know, because <laughs> it's not. It's like you, you're a business owner. You've, you've got to start from somewhere and you've got to work your way up. But in terms of qualifications and education, it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree 100%. So it's awesome to hear you say that. So, you run Virtual Miss Friday and all of the services and, and trainings that are provided in that. Um, are you doing anything else or is that is that kind of exclusively what you're up to and is that exclusively what brings in revenue for you and your family to help pay the bills? It always has been um, the only thing that's ever paid any kind of bills in this house. 
And basically what happened was, you know, I started my business on my own. I was solo and I was a single girl as well. And then um, a couple of years later, I met my husband and he was traveling in Egypt. He's Californian and he just happened to be in Egypt and we met. Um, And then so we were both, you know, kind of doing this traveling thing and, and he wasn't working. And then I quickly became pregnant. So what happened was. I just completely immersed myself in the business. And from start to finish, it's, the business is the only thing that's been taking care of us. Um, and then later on, you know, my husband started working in the business as well. And, you know, as our kids got a little bit older, and then that's when we started hiring people. And, and, and it's just kind of gone from strength to strength. But, you know, there is no other, there has never been any other income other than the business. But to me, that was a good thing because I don't think I would have pushed myself as hard you know, especially, you know, finding out I was pregnant and then, you know, not, you know, neither of us had jobs. It was kind of like, like that catalyst that really pushed me forward to make it work. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So you just had that one kind of focus that you just hunkered down and, yeah. and grinded towards con- like at a consistent basis. That's great. Do you have, um, do you have a good feel for how your clients are doing? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I'm really very particular about who I work with um, and the type of clients that I work with. And that's sort of come over experience and time and things like that. Because, you know, when you start off in business, I think I think everybody goes through this same, you know, kind of roller coaster ride of, you know, they're so desperate for the business that they'll kind of just take on anything and work with anyone. And, you know, eventually they realize that's not serving them. So they kind of like filter out the clients that they really do want to work with. And and so now I'm very specific about that, you know, but for me, it's about connecting with them, understanding them, understanding their business and really treating it as if it was my own. And that's kind of been the thing that makes virtual miss friday stand out from a lot of other businesses and virtual assistant services doing this you know there's much more of a a kind of relationship and and an attachment to my clients businesses as much as there is my own because you know it's all one right okay so you have i'm assuming some kind of elaborate screening process with um on like a phone call or a meeting prior to yeah so yeah, basically what happens is um, people submit an application to work with me on my website, which um, asks a lot of questions so I can determine whether my service is a good fit for them and they would be a good fit for me. So once I receive that application and I get all there, you know, from there I can decide whether it would be good for us to have a call. So I will then have a call with a potential client and I will get a, an idea and a feel for their business and what they're doing and how I could potentially help them. And then that also makes me determine and be absolutely sure that I've got the ideas and the experience to be able to really give something to their business and really push them in a certain direction that they want to go in, um, in terms of their goals and aspirations. And then what happens is I put together a proposal um, and I, from that consultation, I basically say, you know, this is my idea. This is how I want to help you. This is what I can do for you. And if they want to move forward with that, then we move into a planning process and then you, we start servicing them. Okay, great. So, uh, earlier, um, before we, um, before we switched over here, you did mention that I think you primarily work with six and seven figure businesses. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, are there any services you provide for people who are kind of just starting out and just trying to start build a brand or starting to build a business? 
Yeah, definitely. So with the with the training that I do, I have a lot of connections and I have a lot of people in my circles at various stages of their own business who I train. So what happens is if I don't feel, I mean, sometimes I work with clients who are, are like at that stage where they're in five figures and they really need that push into six figures. And if I see or I have a vision for their business where I know I can help them do that, then, you know, sometimes I'll work with them too um, because I know that I can quickly push them over that six-figure barrier um, that they've kind of experienced. But there is also a place for people who are just starting out and, and I can basically then do the plan for them and say, right, this is where I, you need to be going in your business. And then I can match them to somebody who I've trained or I've worked with so they, that person can then start servicing them and getting them up to where they need to be and, and helping them grow their business at the stage it is right now. So I can help pretty much anyone, and I, and I do always like to give my time to people who are just starting out. Um, but, you know, there is a kind of like filtering process where I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do, and this is the best person for you to do it with. And then I introduce them to somebody who I know can help them at that stage of their business. Okay, cool. So you kind of cover all the bases. Um, yeah. I I want to get a little bit more specific with that. So you said you you help people who are just kind of starting out and they have an idea. Um, well, before I before I take this further, what what are the main types of businesses that your clients have? Is it physical products or services or? or it's purely, I, I can really only work with purely people who have digital businesses and digital products. So sometimes it can be people with offline businesses who really want to translate their skills and their expertise online, but just don't know how to do that. So what I do is I provide them with ideas and insight and, you know, a strategy to be able to take their offline business online. Um, and then it's also people who are, you know, very passionate creators, but they just don't have the business acumen or the, the, the kind of strategy to be able to take their creativity and then make money from it. So that's something else that I really like to help people do. And then there is also people who have got digital products, but they're simply not selling. And, you know, basically we can strip those down, look at why they're not selling and then put something in place that will start moving them more in the right direction. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, so you really, you really kind of have, uh, I won't say turn turnkey, um, like services, but you, you do kind of cover all the bases, which is really cool. Um, does it ever, does it ever not work? Do you ever have clients that you work with and you put a lot of effort into and then they just don't show up and it doesn't work? Um, sure. There are people who don't commit. Like it's, this is really specifically with dates, you know, it's like they hire somebody to work with them and like let's say we put this plan in place and we say right let's aim for these dates you know get me this content get me these videos you know and then they don't do it and then you know it, it gets pushed back and then you know it's like there are people everywhere all the time who procrastinate procrastination is probably one of the biggest reasons why <laughs> it often doesn't work uh, because like we're sitting here and we're going, you know, let's do this. So come on, where are you? <laughs> Speak to me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it really takes a certain type of person who says, you know what, just tell me what to do and I'll make it happen. And when you, when I work with clients like that, 
you know, who are, who are in that stage where they're like, tell me what to do, I'll do it. And then they actually follow through and do it. Things can move really, really quickly for them, you know, but if we, you know, there's a lot of people sometimes who have a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, you know, things where they're like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this right now, or I don't know if I've got the expertise to do this right now, or who's going to buy my products if I get it out there and that type of thing. And they're, they're worried and fearful, you know, again, that's something that can cause people to stall or just kind of like, you know, not go anywhere at all. But if I work with somebody who is in that frame of mind, like, I trust you, I know that you're telling me is works. Uh, so just let me, you know, I submit myself to you, just tell me what you need, and we'll make it work. You know, then I can get everything in a timely manner, and we can really push forward. Um, and that's, you know, that's when it does work. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and people like yourself, um, not like yourself, but kind of like yourself up to this point. And that, that seems to be the main thing they always go back to for people not being able to get where they want to go. And it's, it's like the imposter syndrome, you know, not believing in themselves and yeah, uh, it's, not taking and there's a lot of Totally. And there's a lot of discomfort with growing a business. You've got to put some work in, you know, you know you've got to yeah. see that. Initial, I mean, the, the idea of the four hour work week and everything like that is, is phenomenal. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who are able to get to that point, but they don't do it from, not doing anything, you know, <laughs> so you don't start working four hours. I mean, if you start working four hours initially, then, you know, you're not going to get it very far because things are going to go at a very slow pace. But if you can prepare yourself and say, right, there is going to be rewards at the end of this, you know, I'm going to put the work in and I'm going to get rewarded at the end of it, you know, and then that's when you, you truly know that somebody's, you know, passionate about this and really wants to move forward with it. Yeah. Well, you, so you have a story that a lot of people find attractive, just so you know, and I don't know if they really realize the amount of effort and work that went into that. But the, all they see, a lot of a lot of what people see when they when I show them, uh, like people on my team and, and friends and whatever that you know, Michelle Dale, she's coming up on the on the podcast soon. Here's her website. All they see is this woman that travels around to exotic locations with her family and with a laptop and just hangs out. Yeah. <laughs> And, it's kind of like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's kind of like that, but it's also there's a there's a tremendous amount of uh, foundation that had to be put in place for that to actually work, right? There is there is a lot of foundation, and you know it's easier now. Do you know when I started, Facebook didn't exist. I started my business the year that Facebook was created. Oh, yeah. uh, Twitter didn't exist. There was no social media out there. You know, it was very sort of Jurassic, you know, when I started my business. So for me, it took a lot longer to get where I wanted to be. And also, it's been very interesting for me to see how things have changed and how much easier it is now to start a business. So although it has become a lot easier, we've got tools and systems and things. You know, I used to have to sit there teaching myself how to hard code because I wanted to build a website. You know, now you can just <laughs> sign up for these amazing content management systems and, you know, a few clicks and you're done. So for me, it was it was like a, this process I had to go through and it was a struggle. But I'm glad I went through it because now it makes me better at what I do because, you know, it, it, it taught me a lot. So what I would say is to anybody, you know, it's it's a lot easier than it used to be, but it's not, you know, easy. It's it's not like a click and you're done type thing. You have to really, you know, immerse yourself into reading about, you know, how to make this work, finding role models, you know, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of like, you know, how am I going to do this? And it's also about designing 
this business around your lifestyle as well, you know, and I'm very, very big on that. For me, that's how it worked for me. I, I got the lifestyle and then I designed the business around it. Whereas a lot of people are thinking to themselves, I'll get my business up and running, I'll get it to where it needs to be, and then I'll go and create the lifestyle that I want because my business is where it needs to be. And that is the opposite of what happens. It's the opposite of what needs to happen. So it's really about, you know, understanding that you're going to have to put the work in, but make it fun. And make it to a point where you know that you're working towards something. You're working towards a lifestyle choice, not the other way around. I thought that was well said. And that's exactly how what I believe, too. I, I believe, yeah, people, they seem to have this vision, this like fantasy of a lifestyle they want to have. And that yeah. when they do this, 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 and this, and they make this much money, then they can finally start to live that lifestyle. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's not really how it works. So this is actually a good transition point. So what what was the hardest part about getting your your business up and off the ground? And you know, you can get detailed. I mean, what were the the really big struggles? What were the hardest parts about getting that up and running? Um. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, a lot of it was communications. I had there was a lot of doubters around at the time. You know, I was in a little flat in Egypt, and so, you know, I was telling my friends back home and things that I was going to work online and create a business. And they were like, well, ah, you know, that's impossible. No one's going to hire you. No one's going to trust somebody out, you know, in the middle of the desert. And so for me, it was, there was a lot of doubters. And then it took quite a lot of convincing, you know, when I started trying to generate clients for the business that I could do this from such a remote location and not, you know, be there with them. Cause you know, it was a very traditional mindset back then. Um, so now it's very different. And I think that the challenges that people face now are going to be different to the challenges that I, I certainly faced. But going by, you know, the people that I support, the VAs I support, a lot of it now so much is to do with confidence. You know, if you have that confidence where you believe in yourself and you believe that you can do right by other people, then other people will believe it too. If you don't and you're looking to other people constantly for approval, that is what is going to cause, I think, a lot of issues for you because, you know, you have to trust yourself and believe in yourself before other people are going to do that. So for me, I would say that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And there was a lot of that that I faced back, you know, back in the day, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, where I, I had issues with confidence because everyone was telling me it wouldn't work. Everyone was telling me, you know, nobody's going to trust you. Nobody's going to, uh, you know, work with you because you're such so far away. But, you know, it's about getting past that and saying, well, no, this has to work because there is no other way. I have to be able to make a living online because otherwise I wouldn't be able to travel. You know, so it has to work, and I think you know that's that's a lot of the challenges. I think the challenges these days, because of all the technology and the systems and the resources available to us, the challenge is not logistics. It's our, it's in ourselves. It's in personal development and our mindset and how we approach uh, building a business. Okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. So the confidence, confidence, and that's that's not something that'll ever that I'll ever change. You know, that's a classic problem from the, the dawn of man. You know, confidence gets in the way. Yeah. There's no tool or service or a group of people or anything that can help you get through that. You know, yeah, it's believing in yourself. So what's your, what's your, your main reason? You know, what's your why? A lot of people call it your why. What's your main driver for doing everything that you do? Now I would, I mean, uh, there's actually so many before, before it was travel, you know, I just knew I didn't want to go back to the UK. My main driver was like, how do I, stay on holiday for the rest of my life. So <laughs> that was 
that was basically my main driver and it still is but now I do it for my kids and I do it for my husband uh you know which is like amplifies that drive multiple times you know being able to take my kids to the Taj Mahal and snorkeling in the Red Sea and you know this is what drives me uh so much but also it's knowing this life is possible and achievable and I know the steps of how to do it and, and what to do and, and how to how to make it all happen and now it's like I've got to share this you know I've got to tell other people about this because this is really cool so for me it's also about you know doing it for my family doing this for myself but also saying to other people you know you don't have to spend your life in that cubicle forever you don't have to you know work for the man forever and with a boshy help and feel under underappreciated and things like that because there is another alternative I've done it I know how to do it let me show you how to do that too and there are so many people who I've worked with I've got more than 3,000 members in my members area right now and so many stories of people coming to me going I've quit my job I've left the UK or I've left America I'm traveling now I've built this business I've got clients I love I'm making money you know and it for me, that is just phenomenal. There's no better feeling than a mom coming to you saying, I don't have to put my kid in daycare anymore. <laughs> it's, it's like it makes you want to cry, really. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. So you're touching all these lives and you're, yeah. you know, in some ways, you know, highly, highly responsible for that. And I think that the big takeaway here is that it is very possible, right? There's not, there's not an oversaturation on the internet where people are running yeah. out of opportunities, right? No way. In fact, <laughs> there is more demand than supply. So, you know, from my perspective, the more people can start doing this, you know, you know, people are moving in this direction more and more. And virtual assistants is one of the biggest industries. There's so much demand now for, for really good people online. You know, there's a lot of people out there working online, but there's not a lot of people who have these kind of incredible standards and ability to deliver such a quality service. And that's kind of where my niche is and where I like to work. And it's about sending yourself out there apart from everybody else because you just strive to always do a better service than anybody else. So how many days or how many hours a day do you spend working? It's, it varies. I mean, it really does. Like I've just come back from Egypt. I spent the winter in Egypt. And, and when I'm out away from my normal environment here in Greece, you know, I will work a lot less than what I would normally do where I have my office, my computer. So like the last few months, I probably went working maybe like three hours a day, something like that, um, sometimes less. And then I have weekends off and sometimes I just take the odd Friday off and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm on top of everything because I have a team and like I'm able to do that now. You know, when it was just me, I couldn't. I was working a lot more hours. Um, and then when I'm like back in my office, like I go away for the winter and then I come back to my office and then I go into uh, progress mode. You know, it's like I've re refreshed and I've had my break and, you know, I'm feeling, you know, I've got a bit of a tan and I'm feeling, you know, pretty sunny inside. And then I think to myself, OK, what am I going to do now? How am I going to kill it online doing something different? So I come back and then I start, you know, I start brainstorming while I'm away. And, you know, I don't really class that as work in the same way. You know, work is like checking my emails and, you know, 
planning a launch for a client and, you know, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. That's my work. But then I start brainstorming and being creative, which is very much different. So I do a lot of that while I'm away. And then I come back and then I like start putting plans in motion. And then sometimes I can work, you know, like from a few hours a day up to 10 hours a day. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I do a lot more because okay. I'm just in that flow, you know, and I'm like, it's not worked to me. It's like I'm working, but I'm, I'm like, so like I've, got to be at my desk you know and it doesn't happen too often because I've got kids you know and I have to you know see to them and tend to them and feed them and water them and play with them and you know do their homework with them and things like that so you know there's a whole other side to my life that I fulfill first before I do my work but when I'm in that groove and I'm in that flow I can work a lot more hours but I don't feel it in the same way you know yeah yeah no I, I hear you that's really cool so I've never heard of anybody really doing that that's a self-employed entrepreneur meaning going away and kind of going into like hibernation mode a little bit going on vacation uh for the or you know vacation in quotes um for the for the winter and kind of getting away and you know working just a, a small number of hours a day and then coming back and like really killing it in the spring and summer but i like yeah. that that's, that's really cool that's really cool i like your whole and approach to that you know getting recharged and, and all that Totally. And that's the beauty about having your own business and particularly working online. So you can do it from anywhere and you can pretty much choose your own hours. And when I teach people about how to build businesses, I teach people how to build freedom based businesses. So you can still work and you can still get the job done. You can still keep the clients happy, but you do it in such a way that it doesn't impinge on your personal life, you know, where you're chained to a desk all the time. So that's really important to me that I can choose. I can choose choose to work or I can choose to not work and for me that is that is really really compulsory but a lot of the time I choose to work because I love what I do so you know it's like sometimes you know my husband's saying come on come away and I'm like oh just you know I just gotta write this again you know, it's so, uh, so yeah it's 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 a completely flexible environment and a flexible lifestyle and I think if we get out of our heads like it's nine to five or it's nothing you know then we can start to think well you know sometimes Sometimes I'll work at weekends. Sometimes I'll take a few days off in the week. Sometimes I'll work a couple of hours a day and maybe the next week I'll work 10 hours a day. You know, it's, it's like it's having that flexibility to say you go with the flow, you know, with the flow of your creativity and the flow of how you want to grow your business. You just go with it. <laughs> and, and for me, that that's what, you know, it's really all about. Yeah, that freedom component that you're describing is something that I think most people they they may not realize it. They may think that they're drawn to the money, but that freedom component deep down, I think, is what most people really, really, really want. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, for yeah. sure. Um, so, so you work, you know, three four hours a day. You know, I guess I'm going to call this, you know, for for lack of a better term, your off season. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> sometimes you work a little bit more in your, you know, the spring, summer, fall, or whatever. But you know, when you're when you're yeah. really killing it back home, um, how does that work with the kids in the house? And how, how do you balance that whole dynamic? Because you're, you're married, too. You have a husband, right? So you have a husband, three kids. How does, how does that whole Michelle Dale family lifestyle work? Well, I basically work around them, you know. So with my work, you know, I can do it pretty much at any time of the day. And there, I, I am a stickler for schedules and things like that as well. You know, I, I like a little bit of routine going on sometimes, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, 
I mean, I have a routine with my kids. My, my older two kids go to school now. Um, so they're pretty much out in the mornings and out much of the day. But then I've got a little two and a half year old and she's around a lot more. So sometimes I'll tag team it with my husband. Sometimes like she has little like friends that she goes around their houses. And sometimes we have somebody come in and helps us with her for a couple of hours a day if we've got to get something done. But it's just, again, it's that flexibility. It's like during busy work periods, I'll work more and my husband will work less. Um, so it's a, it's really about finding that balance that works for you uh, around your children. And the less you try and control that kind of side of life and that existence, I think the better it is. Because I think if we try and control it too much, like, oh, I've got to work these hours, you know, and I've got to get this done and things like that, you know, you could end up, you know, like really stressing yourself out because you are, you know, at home with the kids or something like that. You know, sometimes I'll go out with the kids, I'll take them to the playground, I'll let them go and do their own thing and I'll sit there on my laptop, you know, and I'll do things. It's about organizing your work as well around your kids to do the stuff that you need to really get done and focus on in some sort of office environment away from them when they're sleeping or when they're at school or when they're around a friend's house. Um, and then the rest of the time, you know, if you can be a little bit flexible, you know, sometimes I'll be around my kids and they'll be playing in my living room or watching a movie and I might sit there answering a few emails at that time, but I'm present and I'm around them, you know. So it's about just kind of finding out what works for you really and not being so rigid like, oh, I've got to work between these hours and it's got to be without the children and things like that. It's like, you know, go with the flow. If you have to work at night, you know, is it that big of a deal when you're working towards a lifestyle that you're going to love living? Yeah, no, I love that. So, you know, you're, you did say early on there that you you like a little bit of a routine, but you're not so rigid that you don't allow some flexibility and dynamics. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. With three kids, I think you kind of have to be a little dynamic, you know. You have to be dynamic. <laughs> you also have to have the routine. You know, it's like we have bedtime at the same time every night. You know, we we dinner roughly the same time every night. You know, I mean, we we get up roughly the same time every morning. <laughs> you know, when you fill in these little gaps, sometimes you have to say to yourself, okay, well, you know, maybe I have to cancel this right now so I can do something else and you know don't let it stress you out <laughs> do you think that having a family is a for people who oh, let me back up if people for people who have an entrepreneurial interest and they, they, they have a lifestyle that they want to create do you think that having a family is a a hindrance or do you think that that's an enhancing component it's, a, it's only a hindrance if you believe it's going to be a hindrance like for example you know I've I've just you know, said that, you know, my kids go to school and things like that. But when I travel in the winter, they don't go to school. So for me, that my life changes then and I have to adapt to a, a different kind of, you know, environment because they're around a lot more. So, you know, if you think it's going to be a hindrance because, oh, if I travel, you know, I can't put my kids in school and then I can't work and then this is going to go wrong and I'm not going to make any money. You know, you put those barriers in front of yourself. You put those roadblocks there, you know, and if you just say, you know what, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to make it work. No matter how many kids I've got, you know, I know people, I've got a client who has six kids and seven kids, uh, you know, two clients, one with six kids, one with seven kids. They're nomads, they travel and they do it with all those kids. You know, there's homeschooling options or there's, you know, well schooling options, there's online schooling options, you know, so kids to me, if, if you say to yourself, we'll make it work, then it will work. You'll find a way. If you say to yourself, well, I can't possibly travel with kids because what about school? 
What about this, that, and the other? You know, what about their social relationships? You know, you, all you're doing is you're putting these barriers up. You know, and I asked my son, and my son is somebody who loves to go to school. My daughter hates school, you know. So, <laughs> so I've got this kind of like dynamic with my kids where, you know, when we're not in school, my son's going like, you know, when are we going to go back to school? And my daughter's going, yeah, this is great. And then when we move, you know, we change that dynamic around, you know, my son's so happy he's going to school and my daughter's like, oh, I want to go away again. You know, when are we going to go away again? Wow. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's crazy. But it, it's like saying, you know, it's about having the best of both worlds, in my opinion. And, you know, yes, I put my kids in school, but I'm not afraid to take them out. I'm not afraid to say no to the system. And I think a lot of people are, and that is what causes the problems with, oh, we can't do this, you know, because of the kids. So if you're not afraid, if you're, if you're afraid to go against the system and, and do something that the system tells you you're not supposed to do, then you're going to have a lot of issues and it's going to stress you out. But if you're somebody who says, well, actually, you know, these are my kids, this is my family and we play by my rules, then I think a lot of opportunities and possibilities can open up to you that wouldn't normally be there. That is so insightful, Michelle. And that's definitely a mindset that a lot of people, a very, 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 very high percentage of people are never going to be able to wrap them, their heads around. So yeah, I know. So it took a me a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm from a, a traditional family background, my, you know, working parents and, you know, going to school and things like that, you know, and for me, it was, it was like, oh, but you know, you have to work nine to five if, if you're going to make money. And, you know, you ha you have to put your kids in school because that's what everybody does. And as soon as you say, well, hang on a minute, let's just question this. You know, why do we have to do that? <laughs> and, you know, why do we have to take this certain course of action? And why do our kids need to be sat in a classroom for so many hours a day? And, you know, my kids learn a lot more. I mean, my kids go to school, but they learn a lot more when they're out of school, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which was how, uh, so clearly you're a successful entrepreneur. And how, how has that changed your approach to parenting? I think we kind of covered that a little bit. Um, but, you know, more specifically, um, since you just said, you know, you're not afraid to pull them out of school and, and you're not afraid to challenge the system, but yeah. your entrepreneurial successes up to this point have uh, undoubtedly changed the way that you think of education. And you said yourself, you stopped going to school at 16, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So how have all those experiences changed or altered or affected the way uh, that you see educating your kids? Well, it's really interesting because if if you just go and do research and you go out and you look at some of the really big entrepreneurs who are in kind of heart-centered businesses who have really made it, you know, you look at their background and their history and you'll probably find that they didn't come doing this from university. Some people did, but you look at someone like John Asaraf, for example, very successful entrepreneur. And, you know, from a very young age, he was involved in like street gangs and, you know, he quit school. And so, I mean, you look a little bit further back into the history of a lot of people who were really successful entrepreneurs doing what they love to do. This is a very key thing. I'm looking at the entrepreneurs here who are living a lifestyle that they love and doing what they love and sharing it with the world. You know, you look at those types of people and you will find that not many of them came from these traditional backgrounds where they felt like they had to get qualifications. And the ones that did usually went and got the qualifications and now they're doing something completely different. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so for me, it's it's really all about, you know, deciding what you love to do, deciding on your passion, 
looking at that and then thinking about how can I make this work? And for me, in terms of what I teach and pass on to my children, I never, ever make them believe or make them think that they have to go to school in order to be successful and get what they want out of life. It's my lesson to them is find what makes you happy and then you will find a way to make an income from that, you know, and, and I think that that is one of the most crucial things you can teach people. And I would never, you know, everyone has to raise their children how they want to raise their children. And I, I'm not anybody to say this is how you should raise your children. Nobody can say that to me either. But I'm somebody who always drives it home to my kids. You don't need to have uh, multiple qualifications or be sat in school, you know, five days a week to have a life that you want and to make a good living. You simply have to find what makes you happy and then then follow the path in that direction. If you want to be a doctor, you have to go to school. That's <laughs> the direction, okay? There's no other way. But if you don't want to be a doctor and you want to choose something else, there might be a different path and a different direction that takes you there. So it's about discovering what you want to do and we can do that through school and we can do that through travel and we can do that through so many different avenues and then when when you discover that you know it's about coming to mom and dad and saying how do I make this work this is what I want to do how do I make this work and you know usually we'll be able to figure out a way just like I do with my clients you know I put a strategy in place for them to reach their goals their lifestyle goals and their business goals you know I'm hoping that when the time comes I'll be able to put a little strategy in place to help my kids reach their goals that is so awesome that is so awesome and I <laughs> a funny thing uh that that's kind of a uh jumps off of what what you said is that <laughs> um I I'm kind of the opposite of you I went on and I I got a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree and what I found I never wanted a nine to five job and when I got my bachelor's degree it was in engineering. I wanted to build stuff and that set me up for a nine to five. And then I wanted to get my master's so that I could kind of break out of that. And all my mm -hmm. master's degree did was like further secure the fact that I would probably, if I stayed in that field, be a nine to five or for the rest of my life. So it's like, it, it almost, yeah. almost kind of funneled me into that, uh, that, that structure even more which is, yeah, know, it's, it's I mean, <laughs> I, my hat goes off to you because I hated school with a passion. So anybody who does go through this process of college, university, I mean, my hat goes off to them because I don't think I could have done that. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not the kind of person who wanted to go in that direction, but I, I think that there is this definitely a place for qualifications and university and traditional education for sure. You know, like I say, you can't be a lawyer, you can't be a doctor, you can't, you can't do all these things without the traditional system. But you know, if that's not what you want, then it's a good idea to try and figure out that early and take a different path and know that that's okay too. You know, it's like, whatever you choose, it's okay. I love that, Michelle. That's very well said. And I couldn't agree more. Um, so listen, we're getting up to about, uh, just under an hour here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, but before I do, I have one more question. Yeah. And the question is this, if you were standing right now at a podium, right in front of a huge audience and, and a function hall, and this audience was made up 100% of parents and these parents have entrepreneurial interests. They want to turn their vision into reality. They have creative uh, juices flowing, but they don't you know, really know how to go about it. And they also have this crippling fear of schedule, money, energy, and all the stuff that goes with their family dynamic, holding them down. And they're all looking up at you. What would you tell them? 
I would tell them that they have to set aside for one moment everything that they've been conditioned to believe is possible for them and to sit down and think if there was no limitations, if there was no impossibilities, if the resources were there, if the time was there, if the people were there, if the money was there, you know, what would I do? What life would I step into right at this moment if there were no limitations and nothing telling me I might be able to do that, That's that might be possible for me. If you could just decide to step into your ideal life tomorrow, what would that be? And as soon as you understand and know that, you know, and get clear on that, because this is difficult for people. People think they know it, but they only think they only think they know it because of what they're conditioned like, oh, you know, well, this isn't possible for me, but this this might be possible for me, so I'll go for that. And then that becomes their ideal when it's really not their ideal. It's what they think is possible for them. So put all that aside, find your ideal, write it all down, just get it all out on paper. Where do you live? What do you do in your daily existence? How do your children behave towards you? You know, how what's their what's their existence? like what, what is their life like you know how do you see yourself on a daily basis as a family and what makes you happy and and where are you with that what are you doing with that you know and just write it all down and then don't compromise on anything if it takes you a lifetime to get there do not let that go because you know it's it's so important to be striving to be happy than to be accepting of being unhappy that was very 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 powerful michelle very well said uh, no I love it that was great that was great I think a lot of people are going to get a ton of value out of hearing that and then kind of matching that up with your story which is a clear example of what it it is to, to practice basically what you just said and, yeah. and follow it so that, that's awesome thank you so and really, much I mean it is so important for it, particularly parents to, to really understand that everything that you grew up with that you don't like, you know, try not to impose that again on your children just because that's what society does because that's the way it's always been. You know, it's about saying to yourself, you know, when you were younger, would you have liked to have traveled? You probably would, you know. Would you have liked to have, you know, gone and played in the sand and, you know, went around the coral reefs snorkeling and seeing all the fish and, you know, doing all these kind of cool things that not many children get to experience because they're, their parents are in that society that tells them, you've got to work nine to five, you've got to work nine to five, you've got to raise a kid that goes to school, you can't go anywhere, but you know what? It's going to be fun when you retire. <laughs> you don't have to live like that. And please don't teach the children that they have to live like that. You know, be a little bit more open minded and think, well, how could I have done things differently to my parents? And I think that's a really good start for people. Oh, man, that's good. I, I like your little jab at retirement there. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they've been telling me that for since I was a teenager. Yep, yep. Just work towards retirement, work towards retirement, put your money away, work hard, nine to five, nine to six, whatever, overtime, travel for work, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, okay, I love it. I love everything you just said. That was awesome. And, um Listen, right now, uh, this is going to go ahead and wrap up the interview. This has been so much fun talking to you, Michelle, and, and so Thank inspiring. You. And uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people listening to this, I know, actually, the people listening to this are going to get inspired hearing this story and um, 
you know, and hopefully love it as much as I did. This is awesome. So how can people reach out to you and find out more about Virtual Miss Friday, the services you offer, uh, more about your story and all the other cool stuff that you're up to? Okay, so I have a website. It's virtualmissfriday.com. So if you are interested in uh, living this kind of life and doing this kind of work, like the kind of work that I do. I have a completely free academy where I do monthly classes and free classes and there's all kind of free resources in there. And you can go to virtualmissfriday.com forward slash the VA Academy. And then if you're interested in potentially working with me as a client and you know looking at your business and how I can help you with that, then I offer something called a, a breakthrough, which is my application process that goes into a consultation, and that's virtualmissfriday.com, and then the number one N sourcing breakthrough, and um, I'll give you this link as well so you can give it to people. Yeah, these but links you will go, all be in the show notes anyway. Yeah, if you go to virtualmissfriday.com, pretty much you'll find everything there, and it will go take you in the direction that you need to be in. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, Michelle, one more time. Thank you so much. What time is it there? It's about five o'clock, right? In, in the it's, yeah, 85. Right, so it's <laughs> yeah. Nine, yeah, it's 950 in the morning here. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, but no, once again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, appreciate you taking your time out of your day, uh, this late in the day to, to call and uh, talk about this stuff. Um, I'll let you know when this airs. It'll be soon. And I, I can't wait to see what the feedback is from it. And um, okay. I, I hope we can um, catch up with you later this year and kind of see how 2017 treated you. Sure thing. I'd be happy to. Thank you so much, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So have an awesome weekend. And, uh, okay. And, and let me know when it goes live because I'll share it. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much, <laughs> All right. Michelle. All right, Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. The thing that I loved most about talking with Michelle and uh, what I got out of the interview and some of the chats we had before and after is that she is really big on building your lifestyle, setting the tone of your lifestyle first, and then putting in all the pieces around it to make it work. And that's very similar to what I feel when I think about finding your why and thinking of the reason that you want to make a change in the first place. Because her why and her lifestyle are essentially the same thing. She wanted to travel. That was kind of her why. And it was also her lifestyle. Her lifestyle, she wanted to be a, a free kind of pick up whenever I want, go wherever I want type of lifestyle. And that was also her why. And she built the business and her income streams and everything that she does around that. She didn't try to build a business and create a certain income stream to get a certain dollar amount and then build her lifestyle. Now, it's not practical for everybody to buy a one-way ticket to Egypt, certainly, but there is value in listening to how someone built their lifestyle first and then decided to go after the pieces to make that lifestyle work. So I hope you enjoyed this interview half as much as I enjoyed talking with Michelle. And if you did get value out of this, please share this with somebody else who would also get value out of it. And your support truly does mean the world to me. And what I mean by that is simply sharing this. That is support for me. And again, my goal is to discover as many currently undiscovered entrepreneurs out there right now 
who are held down by things like parenting and feeling overwhelmed. And I want to bring those entrepreneurs forward and change the world. That's the goal. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you.